the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, thanks for listening to the Bill Bunkley Show. I'm Bill Carl, Preston to duty, a little late today. Bill, uh, Bill, like a lot of us, has picked up, uh, I guess, uh, a case of the flu. He's just not feeling well. Usually he would be coming to you from Tallahassee. The Florida State Legislature is still in session. But uh, like all of us, when that happens, you got to take some time off. you got to get yourself back together and get feeling better. So we're praying for good things for Bill Bunkley. By the way, if you feel like you've got the flu, if that's happening to you, don't... don't n- not just for yourself, but for everybody. Keep yourself out of, out of uh, you know what I'm saying? If, you, if you've got a meeting, cancel the meeting. I mean, unless it's absolutely urgent that you be there, not just for your own safety, but for everybody else around you. We had that flu stuff pass through our house uh, just coming out of the new year. And it was about two to three weeks before we got ourselves all back to normal. So be careful. Lots of fluids, just like the doctor says, some aspirin, and then just kind of uh, stay out of everybody else's way so we don't get it too. A little bit tired today, just like everybody else. Uh, I I didn't really care about the Super Bowl until I watched the Super Bowl, and then suddenly I cared about the Super Bowl. Uh, the two teams that played were not my favorites by any stretch. In fact, I really, I strongly, and this is a Christian radio station, so I won't drop the H word, but I strongly dislike the New England Patriots and probably uh, I strongly even more so dislike the Philadelphia Eagles. They're not my favorite. I guess the really, if I was really, it'd be, I just do not care for them. But I will say this. I thought it was one of the best Super Bowl football games I have ever seen. The only reason I liked the Buccaneers Super Bowl game better was because we won. But I have to tell you, last night's game was just Amazing. Every moment of it was outstanding. There wasn't a lull. Usually, and it seems like it's been this way for the past few years, you're just kind of getting through it. Like one team is blowing out the other team. Last year was a little different. But you're just kind of like, oh, now here's the commercials that we all love. Here's the halftime show. We'll pretend we hate it or love it, you know, according to our want. And then we kind of move about our way. But that game last night was absolutely outstanding. Now, I talked about this uh, the last time that I was here with you when we found out that Philadelphia was going to the Super Bowl, that it would be New England. Um, We talked about Philadelphia winning their playoff game, and we talked about where faith comes into that because a number of the Eagles players have been very, very, very uh, forward about sharing Christ, sharing Christ with their teammates Carson Wentz, their starting quarterback, who was out with an injury. Nick Foles, who was the MVP, a great Christian. Uh, There was a great, it was just a terrific picture last night. I'll talk about that in a minute. But these guys, I mean, they've had baptisms in their hotels while they've been traveling. Like, guys in the team have given their lives to Christ. They're like, let's do this thing right down to the indoor pool, uh, right into the chlorine, uh, and to uh, announce their faith in Christ, to make that a very public thing. 
uh, dead to sin, alive in Christ. So we talked about this, about does God care who wins the big game? Uh, Does he tip the scales? I mean, is it a big thing? Uh, What I liked last night about the Super Bowl was not so much the actual game. And really, to be honest with you, I saw this all over my Facebook uh, page today. Uh, Folks who were, hey, did you hear about the quarterback who talked about God on the platform when they won the trophy? You know, honestly, I've seen that over the years. Pretty much every Super Bowl, there's somebody up there who's going to talk about the Lord Jesus Christ, which is awesome, by the way. I'm not downplaying that. I think it's great. That's what you're supposed to do when God gives you a platform. Use it to pronounce the gospel. But what I liked even more than all of that was what happened afterwards, that it was a secret picture kind of snapped later that the same quarterback, Nick Foles, Carson Wentz, who didn't get to play, and could have easily kind of been like, God, why didn't you let me play in the Super Bowl? Um, and I think it was Ertz who who had the game-winning touchdown. Altogether, quietly by themselves in a corner, taking a moment to pray, taking a moment to thank God, taking a moment to be off the field who they're portraying themselves to be on the field, taking a moment away from the bright lights and the microphones to be who they are or say that they are in front of the bright lights and the microphone. And I just thought that was really, really strong. I thought that was worthy, and I was excited to see it. There's a couple of other things that came up in the game that um, that were impactful to me, uh, on a faith-based level and on just a level of watchability of, you know, it just seems like in years past, you, you couldn't, you couldn't let your kids hardly watch the thing, you know, whether it was the commercials and kind of the salaciousness within those, uh, a lot of the innuendo, a lot of the, you know, the, uh, just, it just was really hard to make those decisions. And then the halftime shows, whether you liked the music or you hated the music, I don't care. You know what? I'm I'm the old guy who actually doesn't care what music. I, I like the sound of hip-hop. I like the sound of country. I like dance music. I, I really do like every style. So that was never an issue for me. But some of the, the, the sexuality, uh, some of the immodesty that uh, uh, you would see in past Super Bowl programs, some of the things that you were like, I have to take the kids out of the room. In fact, I have to take me out of the room uh, when this comes on. That was uh, that was not a good thing. But I got to say this about Justin Timberlake, who in the past had his share of Super Bowl controversy. I thought that show last night, I don't think it was epic. I don't think it was horrible. But I'll tell you this, I wasn't ashamed to watch it. Mike? No, I, I would agree with that sentiment. Um, I, I like Justin Timberlake's, uh, I like his old stuff better than his Well, that's because you're young. Yes. You're a young lad. You're like, huh, I remember, just, like, to me, Justin Timberlake, I'm, I'm like, oh, that little fella. Didn't he, wasn't he in that boy band back when I was in, like, just getting out of college? Those yeah. sync fellas or something? Yeah, yeah, that's right. So so from that, he he's released, um, I don't know, a handful of records, mostly good, in my opinion. And he came out with a new one here a couple of days ago. But basically, from the show, I mean... I think it was fine. You know, he did like basically a montage of all of his hits there. And I was a fan of most of them, knew most of them. And I mean, it was just, uh, I do wish that maybe he sort of fleshed out a couple of the songs and played like three or four big ones as yeah. opposed to like 15, 15 second bits of them. But, yeah. but well, uh, that's never going to happen. Yeah, people, true. we These days we have the attention span of Nats. But, yeah, yeah. but I thought, you know, what I, what I liked there and you said flesh it out i was kind of glad that they didn't quote unquote flesh it out 
I mean, he had, you know, tons of dancers out there, but by and large, they were all pretty modestly uh, attired. Uh, I liked having the marching band thing because I was kind of a band geek. Uh, But what I really liked was that that was an entertaining show. There was no part of that show where I was... uh, where I was like, oh my, oh my goodness, you know, taking a pillow, slapping it over Zachary's eyes and trying to lecture Sarah on her wardrobe. Are you never going to wear that, little girl? Yeah, that was, kind of, uh, that was kind of a neat and refreshing thing for me. And I don't know. I mean, if you had any thoughts about that, you're, you're more than welcome to jump in at 877-943-9673. That's 877-943-9673. Uh, and again, you know, listen, I... I I was impressed by the way those guys shared their faith. I was impressed uh, by the way they hung in there and uh, through tough times. Listen, when you're, and particularly Carson Wentz, you know, here's a guy who's a very young player. You, you, you go from being just another guy to all of a sudden being a superstar in the limelight. There's nobody in your life to say no to anything that you might desire. So you have that all on a platter. You're the hero of a giant city. You're able to, you know, articulate your faith in that context. But what I really like about Carson Wentz is that he's able to articulate that faith in the context of, and oh, all of a sudden I got this injury that knocked me out for the season. If anybody has a right to be mad at God, maybe it's me right now. I could stand over here and sulk on the sideline, or I could just, you know, be bitter about that. And I thought uh, his testimony through that adversity, through that uh, that injury, to be there and to support his brother in Christ, Nick Foles, I thought that was awesome. And again, I can't stand the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> they could they could sign two Seraphim as receivers, and I would still be like, no. <laughs> but I love uh, I love my brothers in Christ, and I love that they're sharing him with that community and. Yeah, I pray that it uh, makes a giant impact. And uh, for the guys on the Patriots who worship the Lord, man, you know what? I just pray that as you're in the midst of that and you're kind of waking up today that you realize, and I'm sure that they do, that at the end of all of it, man, it's a football game. That's really all it is. In the middle of that football game, there were tragedies going around on around the world. There were... uh, Children who passed away from preventable diseases. There was injustice. There was oppression. There was persecution. So there was a lot of other things during that time, that three or four hours that we watched all of that, that I'm sure were more pressing in the sight of heaven, in God's eyes. But, but when you have a platform that big and you have the chance to share, you share. And I have zero problem with that. I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, so what do we got going on for the program today? Well, coming up next, we're going to share with you a little bit from Leslie Norris Townsend. Leslie is uh, coming to be with us March 22nd for Ladies Night at Bell Shoals Baptist Church. And this is, oh, last year was our very first ever one of these, and it packed out. And I mean, there was an auditorium. I want to say we had six or 700 women out there. And just like uh, last year, this year you're going to have the Expo, which is uh, an opportunity for you to do a little shopping, to pick up on some door prizes and giveaways, to enjoy some desserts and light hors d'oeuvres. The desserts, I think they had a chocolate fountain last year. And, man, 
I was tempted when nobody was there to just hand, just pop a Dixie cup under that thing. It just, I don't even want any of the stuff you dip in. I just wanted, I wanted to drink from the chocolate fountain. I wanted to be Augustus Gloop from uh, the original Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Ooh, the chocolate! Oh, tr- Augustus, do not get too close, you know? And, and just, just go down with that. But uh, she's hilarious, and you're going to enjoy this. Listen, tickets sold out last year. I want you to get your tickets early. You can do that at letstalkfaith.com. That's letstalkfaith.com. Uh, it's uh, Ladies Night Out is the uh, slash. If you want to do the slash, you can all just pop, also pop Ladies Night Out in the keyword. It's all over the website there. And get your tickets uh, for Ladies Night Out with Leslie Norris Townsend, Bell Shoals Baptist Church. It is coming up March the 22nd. And uh, another thing I wanted to jump in, it's funny, I just I just mentioned persecution. Funny, not ha-ha, but... Uh, serendipitous that next uh, next uh, Tuesday, the day before Valentine's Day, I would love for you to join me out at AMC West Shore 14. We're going to the movies, and I want you to come and hang out with me for free. Uh, speaking of uh, persecution, there is a movie coming out called Tortured from, for Christ. It's from Voice of the Martyrs, uh, Pastor Richard Vermbrand. And it is really the movie version of his uh, international uh, bestseller, Tortured for Christ. It really revolves around uh, when the communists seized power in Eastern Europe, 1945, and what happened to Pastor Vermbrand as he was captured by the secret police and held as prisoner number one for 14 years. All you have to do to go to the movies with me is go to letstalkfaith.com, click on the Tortured for Christ banner, or go to Station Events, and we'll do that together. Okay, love to see you there. All right, coming up next, more about Ladies Night Out with Leslie Norris Townsend here on The Bill Bunkley Show. I'm Bill Carl filling in. Thanks for listening. Bill Bunkley here with a personal invitation to join me and my family on our 2018 10-day pilgrimage to Israel and Jordan. Be a part of this year's 70th anniversary marking Israel's statehood. Our tour host is renowned historian and EDI travel president Boaz Shalgi. Travel to Petra, the Dead Sea, Jericho, the Sea of Galilee, Nazareth, Bethlehem, Jerusalem, and much more. See where end times will unfold and visit custom locations gaining insight into geo political issues facing Israel today. The all-inclusive price is just $3,965 per person, double occupancy. For just $3,965, you'll receive round-trip airfare from Tampa, four- and five-star hotels, Wi-Fi-equipped motor coach, three meals daily, all taxes and tips. For more information, go to letstalkfaith.com or call us 813-515-1510. That's 813-515-1510. This is Albert Moeller for townhall.com. On January 29th, we witnessed a very historic vote on the floor of the United States Senate. The vote was for an act known as the Pain-Capable Unborn Child Protection Act, a bill that would have banned abortion after the unborn child had reached 20 weeks of gestation. It failed by a vote of 51 for and 46 against, reaching the majority 
but falling short of the required 60 votes that would move the bill to the floor for a full up or down vote. Remember that it took 15 years in order for the United States Senate to pass what became known as the Partial Birth Abortion Ban Act. 15 years of bringing bills to a vote again and again and again until finally a sufficient number of senators voted for that bill protecting babies from partial birth abortion. And senators are going to have to bring the pain-capable Unborn Child Protection Act back again and again until we reach the 60 votes necessary to make this act the law of the land. I'm Albert Mowry. Hey, this is Bill Carl. Thanks so much for listening to the Bill Bunkley Show. Bill is uh, out with the flu, like a lot of us have been. Be careful. I know this sounds silly and a little bit mommish, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. Wash your hands every chance you get. And if you feel like you have a fever or the sniffles or any of that kind of stuff, and you're supposed to go to a public function, stay home, even if it's church. You know, watch that thing online. Your church probably has a feed online, and you can watch it online, but do be careful. We're going to pray for Bill that he gets back quick. Hey, listen, uh, before we jump into uh, what we've going on next, I just want to let you know that Family Life Today, great ministry, uh, with Dennis Rainey, uh, their weekend to remember marriage uh, retreats are just outstanding. In fact, Missy and I went to one a number of years ago. And just, I mean, it was such a blessing to be there. And we've had friends who were impacted that by that. Well, they're doing it again this year all over the country. And you have a chance uh, to go to a trip for a weekend for two with Family Life Today. The grand prize winner uh, will get to go to anywhere in the continental USA between March of this year, June of next year. For a Family Life Weekend to Remember getaway, you'll get $2,000 towards airfare, hotel transportation, and meals as well. Plus, everybody who enters gets a free ebook. Uh, this is the uh, the place you go to do it. Let's talk faith.com and the keyword is marriage. That's keyword marriage. Speaking of marriage, I've been talking about Leslie Norris Townsend. She is just an amazing Christian comedian. Hilarious. Uh, she's coming to town March 22nd for ladies night out at Bell Shoals Baptist Church. We did this event for the first time last year, and I mean to tell you it sold out in a flash. It's only 10 bucks for you to come out, ladies. This year, we're going to pack out the whole auditorium. So you need to get your tickets now at letstalkfaith.com. Not only are you going to laugh and be inspired by Leslie, uh, you'll also have uh, some nice light hors d'oeuvres and sweets and chocolate to enjoy. We'll have some food trucks there around 5 o'clock. So if you're coming right from work, you don't have to worry about rustling up some grub. You can uh, grab some food there and an amazing expo for you to walk through. Do a little bit. It's everything. It's great food. It's desserts. It's shopping and chocolate and uh, a great time with probably a couple of thousand women just like you. Listen, I just wanted to share a little bit of Leslie's uh, work, a little bit of her comedy and ministry. Again, this is Leslie Norris Townsend and uh, a little something off of YouTube that you'll be hearing probably when she comes on March 22nd. Just music. It was just musical saying I have a husband. I searched a long time to find my husband. I, went, I remember the first year we were married, things were so different in the beginning, aren't they, ladies? Just, just saying the word husband, husband, husband. <laughs> went to buy a Valentine card, and the girl said, do you want a sweetheart or a honey card? I said, I want a husband card. People ask me, where are you going? And I say, I'm going to be with my husband. <laughs> the 
Lisa called and said I'm over my limit. I said, speak to my husband. <laughs> Guys used to come up to me and flirt. I'd say, I have a husband. Which is much better than what I used to say. I have a disease. <laughs> and I remember in the beginning, you know, you go into... You go to bed together, and you, I would just watch him sleep. You, did anybody do that? Just watch your little husband sleep. And, and he'd be on the pillow, and there's his hair would be like a rooster thing going on. And, and spit would be coming out the side of his face. And you'd say, ain't he precious? <gasps> That's my husband. And then I moved to Ohio. I remember in the beginning of moving to Ohio. You know, it's very cold in Ohio. It gets to be very, very cold. And I would have little nighty gowns and try to look my best for my husband. And I, I'd get into Ohio. It would be January. It'd be like 10 degrees. And I'd put on my, my spandex pants and my jogging clothes and my mucklucks and my down jacket and my headgear and my muffs and my scarf and my big socks and I'd get into bed and his, his little toe would touch my toe and I'd say don't touch me it's cold can't you see the line This is your side. <laughs> and he used to take me out to so, so many nice places. And then after we moved to Ohio, after about 10 years, he'd, 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 he'd take me out to Walmart. <laughs> take me out to Walmart to buy some duct tape is what he'd do. And you know that old guy, you know, in the front, that old guy with the walker? The greeter, you know, the old greeter. I'm thinking, that is one good-looking man. Because I tell my husband, you have to say the things that I want to hear sometimes. Because I, I need some, I need some attention, right, ladies? You have to say the things you said in the beginning of the relationship. Because... I could be apart from you and that guy at Walmart, you know, that unattractive man, you know, with the hunchback and the cyclops eye. <laughs> and he'd say to me, Leslie, you look so thin. And you've got such a pretty eye. That's Leslie Norris Townsend, and she is coming in concert. Actually, she's going to come to our Ladies' Night Out March 22nd. That's coming up at Bell Shoals Baptist Church. Uh, I can hardly wait, ladies. This is going to be such a great night for you. There's going to be chocolate and food and all kinds of stuff, food trucks, so you can get a little something if you're coming early from work, 5 to 9 at Bell Shoals Baptist Church in Brandon. Tickets available online at letstalkfaith.com. And uh, just go ahead and click station events. Get your tickets today. They're only 10 bucks. We really want to see you there. Ladies' Night Out, March 22nd. Here's just a little bit more of Leslie Norris Townsend. She'll be our speaker that night. Is it just my husband? Or do all men separate their laundry like this? <laughs> Clean. 
dirty. <laughs> what do you do when they do this one? I'm thinking it's dirty. <laughs> he says it's good for one more wear. It's just my husband. No matter how close I put the laundry basket to where he throws the clothes, where does it end up? On the floor. I told him, can you just make the bed? It's not, you know, it's not rock, it's, it's not rocket science. Just can you make the bed for me? Could you help me? Could you just make the bed? It's a, it's a comforter and a pill of sham. How hard is this? Now he's informed me that he can make the bed while he is in the bed. That is Leslie Norris Townsend again. She'll be the speaker uh, coming up at our um, March 22nd Ladies' Night at Bell Shoals Baptist Church again. If you want to come out and have a great time and just laugh till you bust a gut, ladies, we would love to have you be there. Again, details at letstalkfaith.com. Back with more on the Bill Bunkley Show coming up next here on Faith Talk 570, 910 and FM 102.1. SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Historic losses today on Wall Street. The Dow Jones Industrial Average, seeing the biggest loss ever in one single session, down 1,175 points at 24,345. That just about erases the gains for the year so far. The NASDAQ off by 273 points. The slump began on Friday and continued into the new week. The energy companies, banks, and industrial firms Taking some of the worst losses, there are concerns in the markets that inflation may be on the rise, along with interest rate hikes by the Federal Reserve. President Trump took his economic message to the greater Cincinnati area today. He toured a manufacturing company there in Blue Ash, Ohio, that gave its 126 workers bonuses of $1,000 apiece. That was all because of the recently passed Republican tax bill. Breaking news and analysis at SRNews.com. If you know Alexa, you know she's quick with a joke. What starts with an E but only has a single letter in it? An envelope. Or an encouraging compliment. You always know how to find that silver lining. But best of all, you can listen to Alexa to listen to us. Welcome to Faith Talk Tampa. Just tell Alexa, enable Faith Talk Tampa skill. And boom, there you go. Welcome to Faith Talk Tampa. On air, online, and using Alexa. Faith Talk 570. Have you racked up more than $10,000 in credit card debt? Are you barely getting by, making minimum payments? You should know. The credit card companies are tricking you into thinking there's no way out. Credit card companies would rather you didn't know that there are ways you can become debt-free and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. There are debt relief programs that help people like you escape overwhelming credit card debt. National Debt Relief has helped tens of thousands of people just like you reduce more than $500 million of debt. National Debt Relief has helped so many people, they're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. You don't have to declare bankruptcy or take out a consolidation loan. You 
have the right to settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Reduce a large portion of your debt now. Call National Debt Relief at 800-694-7394. 800-694-7394. That's 800-694-7394. Ladies, how about we take a break for a night out? Faith Talks Ladies Night Out is coming up Thursday, March 22nd at Bell Shoals Baptist Church in Brandon with Christian comedian Leslie Norris Townsend. And you'd say any precious. <gasps> That's my husband. Come early for our Ladies Expo, featuring shopping, giveaways, desserts, and light hors d'oeuvres. Faith Talks Ladies Night Out with Leslie Norris Townsend. Tickets and information at letstalkfaith.com. Who's happy to be at the game today? You know who's not happy? Your buddy Pete, stuck at home doing the laundry with his wife, who loves soap operas. Pete should have taken advantage of Sun Country Cleaner's wash, dry, and fold service. With 38 convenient locations in Tampa Bay and delivery, Pete could be here, dealing with overtime at the ballpark instead of dealing with an overflowing hamper. Sun Country Cleaners, let us do the laundry while you do life. Online at suncountrycleaners.com. Weekday mornings at 8. Don't miss Moving Forward with Dr. Stephen Rummage. He wasn't deficient. He was not lacking in anything when he chose to save you. He chose to save you because he loves you. And of his own will, it was his good pleasure to save you. Moving Forward with Dr. Stephen Rummage. Weekday mornings at 8 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Online at letstalkfaith.com. Listen to Faith Talk 57910 FM 102.1. I'm Bill Carlin for Bill Bunkley. He's got a little case of the the flu going on. Hopefully it gets feeling better fast. Leslie Norris Townsend, man, she is funny. We just had her in that last break, and I can hardly wait for her to come to Ladies' Night, the 22nd of March at Bell Shoals Baptist Church. Some other things uh, in the hopper uh, that are going on right now around here that you can be a part of. Uh, the Project Hero Honor Ride is coming up the 17th of this month, 645 uh, check-in at Tropicana Field. Honor Ride helps raise funds for vital programs that support America's healing heroes. And the the, the funds that you make available through this opportunity uh, help use cycling therapy to help vets heal from injury or PTSD. Uh, if you'd like to learn more, go to projecthero.org. That's projecthero.org. We would love to have you there. Headlines that are kind of uh, around this time of the day. Jeff Sessions, Attorney Jeff Sessions, Attorney General Jeff Sessions, rather, is coming to Tampa on Wednesday. He'll be speaking uh, on the opioid crisis uh, at the U.S. Attorney's Office uh, downtown Tampa and how to combat that. What are some of the efforts on a federal level that may be taking place? Uh, I'm sure what we can do locally. I know Florida Governor Rick Scott, according to a story in the Tampa uh, Tampa uh, Times, Tampa Bay Times AP story, 
has proposed four measures at tackling that, including stopping doctors from prescribing more than three days' worth of opioids to treat acute pain and expanding access to a prescription drug database. This thing is, it just seems to go back and forth. You have uh, the pill mills that were a big part of the state uh, several years back. A lot of those have been shut down. A lot of the people who were addicted to opioids in that way uh, have gone back to uh, more of the uh, under-the-radar under the street drugs like heroin and that type of thing. And we've got to do something. So I'm just really praying that as uh, Attorney General Jeff Sessions come to town, uh, that they can figure something out, that we can move forward, and that people of faith like you and I can step forward and pronounce uh, Christ's love in the midst of that, in his willingness to release people from addiction as they turn to him. You know, I don't know if you have Celebrate Recovery at your church. It's something that's uh, become fairly prevalent within the Christian community, and I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful uh, that we have places when people come and they say, hey, listen, I, I know that what I'm doing is wrong. I know that this is sinful, but I just, for whatever reason, I just can't let it go. We're able to receive them with mercy and grace and show them a new way and show them a new place to walk and a new place to be uh, whole. And one of the great stories we're going to talk a little bit about, oh, by the way, spoiler alert, if you, uh, if you DVR'd This Is Us last night, on NBC following the game. If that's a thing that you watch and we do at our house, my wife and I both love This Is Us. In fact, I had to call her before I even popped the mic on this segment to say, spoiler alert, I'm going to talk about the show. If you don't know what happened or how it happened last night, I'm going to jump in on that, okay? I'm just saying, saying spoiler alert. But uh, one of the things I like about that show is that the uh, one of the main characters, Jack Pearson, the, the father, is an alcoholic. And, and they make that clear, and they show how he's gone through recovery, and they show that he has a weakness. They're not afraid to talk about that. There are people in our lives who are wonderful people, who are able to speak truth and grace and love in our lives, but they have their stuff. They have their hang-ups. They have their... Um, habits they have those habitual sins in their life and to see a guy on tv have that and be a good guy and deal with that i just think is a is a is kind of a powerful testimony but anyway so we watched that last night or i watched that missy has yet to watch it so that's why it's a spoiler alert um at any rate uh, one of the things that came up during the program last night is we finally do learn how jack pearson dies And I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but they show that moment when he passes away. And they they put that in a place for everybody to see. They show what the reaction is like for his wife and for his three children and how they move through that. And then they cut back to now, 20 years, on the day of the Super Bowl, which is why the program aired on Super Bowl Sunday, because Jack Pearson... Uh, dies on the evening of Super Bowl Sunday in, in, as a result of a house fire. I'm not going to go into to, too much detail. Um, and they cut to what is now present time, and they show how his widow and his three children all deal with, 20 years after the fact, the pain of their father's loss, how they mourn through that, how they 
work through that. And I thought what was, was very interesting and what kind of piqued me was how people deal with grief. The mom on the show, she dealt with it by making her husband's recipe for lasagna uh, and just spending the day actually watching the game and eating that lasagna and remembering, but she does it by herself. Uh, one of the, the kids who has grown up, uh, he makes a Super Bowl just a big fat deal because it was his father's big deal. And so he celebrates with a huge party with a lot of guests. And that kind of got awkward as they had to mourn the death of a lizard during the Super Bowl. And that kind of spurred for him. You know, 20 years ago, my dad, you know, passed away. And then the other son, um, Kevin, is an addict and he is in recovery. And so he's trying to figure out how to deal with the reality of 20 years later, his father passing uh, and to do that sober and to do that in a way that isn't self-destructive. And so as I watched this play out, it wasn't so much about the Super Bowl for me or even um, the death of Jack Pearson, who probably, by the way, is, I think, one of the top five TV dads of all time right up there with uh, John Walton and, and Charles Ingalls, if you ask my opinion. But it, 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 the question that kind of popped into my mind, and you can choose to jump in on this or not because yeah, I deal with this every few years when I, you know, as kind of the mile markers go by from my father's passing back in 2010, is how do you, if you've been through something like that, the the traumatic loss of somebody or an event in your life where maybe – Maybe you lost your house, maybe you're burned down, or something happened in your life, the death of a loved one, or something along those lines. You know, Ten years later, five years later, as those milestones come up and you're reminded of that, what do you do during that day? What is it like on that day for you when that happened? 877-943-9673. That's 877-943-9673. How does God show himself in that picture? I mean, are you able to go through that day and work through it and kind of get through it uh, and find something sweet in it, or or is it still a bitter day for you? I was thinking about this question last night. We talked about it during the holidays, too, those significant events. You know, when you talk about Thanksgiving or Christmas, uh, you talk about um, maybe it's the Super Bowl or Easter or a birthday or an anniversary when you've lost somebody. How do you kind of get through that? How do you work through that? I have a friend, my mentor, who uh, lost his wife. And that Christmas, they did everything differently. That Thanksgiving, they they went to see a grief counselor, and they did it completely differently. I want to say for Thanksgiving, and I want to say they still do this, uh, Frankie and the kids, they go for Chinese. Maybe it's Christmas dinner. It's Christmas dinner. They don't. Do what they used to do when Francine was alive. They do something different, and they remember her, but it's different. And so they go for Chinese. But anyway, I'd just love to hear uh, what that means for you. 877-943-9673. That's 877-943-9673. We as Christ followers don't mourn as others mourn. We believe that Those who know Christ, our loved ones, are with the Father. But how do we work through those difficult times when we're reminded of them? 877-943-9673. I can tell you for me, and it's funny that this came up today. um, 
the anniversary of my father's passing is actually coming up in a week on the 12th. So next next Monday is the anniversary of that. And that's a really odd thing, I think, for my mom, because it's right there at Valentine's Day. Now, she's since remarried, but, you know, obviously she still loves and remembers my father. Um, and for us, it's a little bit strange, too, because there's a couple of dynamics. One is, of course, Valentine's Day. My wife and I is celebrating our love for each other. Um, there is also the fact that our house, because our anniversary is two days after Christmas, we never celebrate our anniversary at Christmas, not ever, never, no. Uh, so that's usually Valentine's Day. So I'm trying to figure out how that's going to be because that's usually a time that I kind of quieten down and I think about my dad and I think about what he meant uh, to me as a, a father to his son. I think about what it meant for him to his community as a as a man of faith and as a as a minister within that community, what it meant for him to serve them. So uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. 877-943-9673. We can jump in that in the next segment if we want to. Uh, in the meantime, lots going on around here at the radio station, and the best place for you to find out about it is at letstalkfaith.com. And while you're there, click our Listen Live feed. That way you can listen wherever you are on your smart device. You can download the app. That's even better. And uh, be a part of that. Some of the stuff that's uh, coming up that you need to be popping on your calendar and I mentioned this uh, earlier in the show today. I really, I really want you to come out to the movies with me. Okay, so next next Tuesday night, we are going to uh, AMC West Shore 14. That's where, actually, that's where Missy and Zach and I, Sarah, usually go for our movies. And we're going to watch a film together called uh, Tortured for Christ. It is the true story of Pastor Richard Vermbrand. Uh, the book Tortured for Christ was a bestseller. In 1945, when communists were just rolling through Eastern Europe uh, as World War II ended, they seized power. A million Russian troops poured into Romania. And uh, Pastor Vermbrand was captured by the secret police. Now, of course, communist Russia, an atheist government, they held him as a prisoner for 14 years, torturing him in a communist prison. And his faith didn't break. Now, listen. We get all offended when people say happy holidays instead of Merry Christmas and feel like, you know, we're being hurt. Or Alexa doesn't know, you know, how to articulate who Jesus is. We feel really like put upon. But this guy, this guy was really tortured. He has a real testimony to share. And we're going to share that with you. Again, that's next Tuesday night. If you want to sign up, seats will fill up quick. If you want to sign up to come hang out at the movies with me, I'd love to have you along. AMC West Shore 14, letstalkfaith.com. Uh, or click on the Tortured for Christ banner there and uh, get yourself signed up, and we'll go to the movies together. Cool? All right. Thanks for listening, and we'll get back with more on The Bill Bunkley Show here in just a minute on Faith Talk, 570, 
On March 1st, $34.6 billion is expected to start being paid out to thousands of everyday Americans via Freedom Checks. Checks so big they make Social Security and every other government program look pathetic. Take Doug, for example. He's a 46-year-old from Joplin, Missouri, who's set to get a check for $24,075. Lisa, a 57-year-old from Tulsa, Oklahoma, is set to cash in an even bigger check for $66,500. To be clear, this is not a government program. It is much better than that. There are no age and income restrictions. As long as you act before March 1st, you have the chance to join thousands of people like Doug and Lisa who are reaping a massive windfall from life-changing freedom checks. To see how you can claim your full share of this $34.6 billion payout, go to www.freedomchecksalert.com. But don't delay. March 1st is only days away. Go to www.freedomchecksalert.com for more details. That's www.freedomchecksalert.com. This is Philip DeCourcy of Know the Truth. Now, the book of Jonah presents a whale of a story, but it's also packed with implications for you and me. Through Jonah, God's calling us to go to the city to share the gospel. And that know the truth, we're answering the call by expanding into more cities than ever before. Learn more in a special interview broadcast on Know the Truth. That's right here on Faith Talk, 570 AM, 910 AM, and 102.1 FM. Register now for the free CEO Symposium, Tuesday, February 20th, from 1 to 4.30 p.m. at the Carrollwood Country Club in Tampa. Join Christian business leaders and Florida state legislators to discuss actionable strategies to protect our religious liberties. Are you concerned about the challenges to our religious freedoms? At the CEO Symposium, you'll hear from impactful leaders like Interstate Batteries' Norm Miller, Vision America's Rick Scarborough, former Florida Senator Alan Hayes, Dexter Sanders of Reclaiming America for Christ, and John Stemberger of the Florida Family Policy Council. You don't want to miss this opportunity to be informed by national business and ministry leader experts on this fundamental right. Call today to reserve your seat for this free event, Tuesday, February 20th at 7.30 a.m. at the Carrollwood Country Club, Tampa. Write this number down for information and registration. Call 877-634-2279. That's 877-634-2279. 877-634-2279. Are you single? Are you out hustling a mate these days? Hi there, I'm Chuck Swindoll. So stop already. Quit frantically seeking a life partner. Believe me, if it's God's plan, he will bring one to you in his time. And while you're waiting, ponder this a little. 1 Corinthians 7, 28. But if you should marry, you have not sinned. And if a virgin should marry, she has not sinned. Yet such will have trouble in this life. And I'm trying to spare you. So relax. Why are you in such a hurry? God has his timing. Pastor and teacher Chuck Swindoll. Visit Insight for Living's website at insight.org. Self-checkout seems convenient, but the store is the big winner. They save tons of money on labor, but you pay the same price. Sound fair to you? With Mr. Sparky, if you request an electrician at MrSparkyFlorida.com, we'll knock 40 bucks off the cost of our basic service call. That's right. Request an electrician at MrSparkyFlorida.com, and the service call is only $19. And I understand there's a new jingle? Problems with the electric, something's wrong. Click MrSparkyFlorida.com. Uh, yeah, we'll work on that. 
You're listening to Faith Talk 57910 FM 102.1. I'm Bill Carl. Thanks for joining us today. Bill Bunkley, a little bit under the weather. So I know that Bill um, has spent a great deal of time of the years in Israel, the Holy Land. And and we try here every year to offer you a, a number of opportunities to go to the Holy Land, whether it's with Bill Bunkley, uh, some of our national hosts occasionally go. I know this year it's uh, Tony uh, Evans and, and his wife who is just Man, what a great couple. Um, you could go with them. But if you'd say, Bill, okay, I've been to the Holy Land. Maybe I've been twice. Maybe I've been three times. I have every olive wood figurine that there is. And I, uh, I'm i ready for something else. But I'd still like to do something that has relevance to my faith. I want to tell you about an opportunity. Uh, this is actually happening July 31st through August 12th. It is the Reformation Tour and River Cruise with Alistair Begg. And this is just going to be an amazing chance for you to go to places where the the Protestant Reformation first made impact. You're going to get to go to Wittenberg. Now, I know it's written Wittenberg, but Fiat German, it is Wittenberg, uh, where Martin Luther uh, authored the 95 Thesis and pounded it, uh, nailed it to the door, uh, the church door at Wittenberg. And, man, that sparked everything. I mean, really, that changed the way the world looked at Christianity, relatively speaking, like that. I mean, without without Martin Luther, uh, you don't have John Calvin. Uh, you don't have, I mean, really, I mean, if you're a Protestant, it means if you're a non-Catholic or not Greek Orthodox, not Roman Catholic or not Greek Orthodox, or Episcopalian, because, you know, that's Church of England— you're pretty much, you can trace it all back to this moment. This cruise is called the Reformation Tour and River Cruise. And not only are you going to go to Wittenberg, you're going to go to Prague. You're going to go to the Bethlehem Chapel, St. Vitus Cathedral. You're going to go to Vienna, Austria. I'm actually a little jealous of that. My That's where my kin hail from. I'd like to go. You're going to go to Budapest. Now, it's written Budapest. It's actually pronounced Budapest. Budapest, Hungary. And uh, you're going to cruise down the Danube River along with Alistair Bag, who will help interpret all of this for you and help put it into context in terms of your faith. So if you want to learn more about that and head on that Reformation Tour River Cruise with Alistair Bag, here's the number, 855-565-5519. Uh, 855-565-5519. Letstalkfaith.com is the website. We've just got a few minutes left here in the segment. Mike and I were talking during the break. We're trying to figure out, because I was talking about This Is Us, which, uh, again, is kind of appointment viewing at the Carl household. If we don't watch it live, it's definitely DVR'd. Um, so the, the question is, who are the who would you say? I think Jack Pearson right now is probably the flavor of the day. I've already popped this on my Facebook page, and people are like, I'm like, who are your top TV dads of all time? If you lined them up, when you watch TV as a kid, who would you have liked to have been your father? And so for me, I was a Waltons guy growing up. We used to watch the Waltons. Night, John boy. Night, Aaron. My mom. Night, Pa. And I want to say it was John Walton was one of those dads. He'd get really mad at you, but then he'd like, son, you got to figure it out yourself. I think probably right up there with him would be Charles Ingalls on Little House on the Prairie. 
I'm 50 years old. Mike's like, who? Michael Landon, dude. Come on now. Charles Ingalls, that was another guy you wanted to be your dad. Uh, If it was in a more modern context, I'm trying to think who I would want to be my father on television. Um, hmm. Man, who's my T? Who's your TV dad? I'm kind of partial to uh, Malcolm's dad and Malcolm in the middle. (laughs) In the middle? (laughs) (laughs) Brian um, Cranston, yeah. Brian Cranston. (laughs) Okay. Who else? Who else is a great TV father that you would. Once you posed this question to me during the break, you froze. Well, here's the thing: two people popped in my head, and they're not, you know, uh-huh. probably not great dads. Yeah, I'd say so. They make please me don't laugh, say though, so that's why no, I'll... no. We're not talking about like dads that make you laugh. It's not like you know, no more donuts. Yeah, well, that was the other guy. I know. I had a feeling. Yeah. Somebody said Mike Brady, my buddy, men, 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 Brady Bunch. No, you're so young. I do know about the Brady Bunch. Yeah. No. Okay, let me think. More modern. Yeah. Tim Allen in. Um, Great. Home improvement, like great that. dad. Yep, yep, yep. Great dad. Um, who were other great TV dads that we loved? I mean, just you just watched that show and you're like, man, I wish my dad was cool like that. I know I'm missing him. 70s shows, dad, yeah. probably. No, 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 Again, no, I'm no, off no. You're here. just off. Happy days. Oh, good Tom call. Bosley was a great TV dad. Good call. I thought he was outstanding. Uh, You like all the bad dads. Yeah. I like the cool dads. There you go. My dad. My dad was a great. He would have been a great TV dad. You're probably about to roll out with Eddie Munster's dad. Now, that was a great dad. (laughs) Scary, though. (laughs) Jack Pearson right now is probably the, the TV dad of the day, man. Anyway, more to come on the Bill Bunkley Show. I'm Bill Carl. Tired from staying up too late last night. More to come. Have a great uh, afternoon. We'll be back in about six minutes. So I was at that new boutique, the one where the video store used to be. Next to the dry cleaners. That was so 2004. Now I download videos at home and the dry cleaner comes to me. The dry cleaner comes to you? Twice a week. Tyler from Sun Country Cleaners, who, by the way, is as clean cut and professional as they come, picks up all the family laundry, not just our work clothes and... (gasps) No more sorting socks. No more sorting socks. Sun Country Cleaners. You do life. We'll do the laundry. SunCountryCleaners.com. Just in time for Valentine's, Nine Keys to a Lasting Marriage, a free booklet from Family Life when you log on to our station website and use the keyword marriage. Recognize your differences and be willing to defer to one another. You could also win the ultimate relationship builder, a free trip for a married couple to a Family Life weekend to remember marriage getaway. Visit letstalkfaith.com and enter the keyword marriage. Faith Talk 570 WTBN Pinellas Park. Online at letstalkfaith.com. A service of the Salem Media Group. 
Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters. It was a record on Wall Street and not in a good way. Dow was up and down, dropping nearly 1,600 points at the low before closing this hour at 1,175. Gains for the year were gone as of late afternoon. And the slump began on Friday as investors worried that increasing slides of higher inflation and interest rates could derail the U.S. economy. Correspondent Dennis Crowley reporting. Market pros have been predicting a pullback for some time. A bipartisan immigration proposal has surfaced in the Senate only to be quickly knocked down by President Trump. The proposal was offered by Republican Senator John McCain and Democratic Senator Chris Coons. It would shield from deportation immigrants who entered the U.S. illegally as children. In addition, the bill would strengthen border security, but it would not provide the full $25 billion President Donald Trump wants for a U.S.-Mexico border wall. Even before the bill could be officially unveiled in the Senate, the president appeared to reject it. Via Twitter, he wrote any deal, quoting here, that does not include strong border security and the desperately needed wall is a total waste of time. Linda Kenyon, Washington. The top Democrat on the House Intelligence Committee is President Trump's latest target on social media. California Congressman Adam Schiff has slammed the release of a Republican memo that alleges FBI abuses in the Russia investigation. He told ABC it was a political hit job. But the president who said the GOP memo vindicates him pushed back. Mr. Trump referred to the Democrat as little Adam Schiff, who is desperate to run for higher office. He tweeted that Schiff is one of the biggest liars and leakers in Washington and must be stopped. White House correspondent Greg Clugston, again reviewing the Wall Street numbers, the Dow down by 1,175 points to 24,346. The Nasdaq dropped 273. More on these stories at townhall.com. Mike Gallagher here again for one of my all-time, and I mean all-time favorite sponsors, ReliefFactor.com. My story is simple. I had a hip replaced, then I had a motorcycle accident, left me in pain, who simply wouldn't go away until I started taking Relief Factor. A three-week quick start is just $19.95. of people who do order the three-week quick start go on to order more, like me. Go to ReliefFactor.com, ReliefFactor.com, or give them a call, 800-500-8384, ReliefFactor.com. You know, I'm not a genius about money. I love my credit cards, and they love me. I was using them as a source of income, and then I got behind in my payments, and creditors were calling. I heard about Trinity, so I called and talked to a counselor. Now I've got one easy monthly payment, a lower interest rate, and I'm getting out of debt. If your debt has you down, we should talk. Call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. 1-800-990-6976. A former sports doctor has been sentenced to more prison time in Michigan. This is the third prison sentence for Larry Nasser. 40 to 125 years. For molesting young athletes at an elite gymnastics training center. Judge Janice Cunningham pointed out Nasser complained about his plea deal. Clearly, you're in denial. You don't get it. And I do not believe there is a likelihood that you could be reformed. Victim Larissa Boyce says one chapter in the Nasser case is closed, but others remain open. There's a lot of changes that need to be happening, a lot of transparency that needs to be taking place. The sentence is largely symbolic because Nasser is already assured of spending the rest of his life in prison. I'm Ed Donahue. More than 260 women and girls say Nasser abused them, including while he worked at Michigan State at USA Gymnastics. News and analysis at townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters. 
An alleged British hacker has won an appeal against extradition to the U.S. The High Court in London has ruled that Laurie Love's extradition wouldn't be allowed, although judges said it would still be possible to prosecute him in England. The decision in Love's favour was greeted with cheers in the courtroom. U.S. officials had requested Love's extradition on cyber-hacking charges for allegedly compromising government networks in 2012 and 2013 and stealing data. Love has Asperger's syndrome and a depressive illness. His lawyers argued it would be unjust and oppressive to send him to the U.S. to face trial. Charles Tuladesma, London. An Iraqi government spokesman says that the U.S. has started to reduce the number of its troops in Iraq following Baghdad's declaration of victory over the Islamic State group. Western contractors at a U.S.-led coalition base in northern Iraq say American soldiers are being flown out of Iraq and sent to Afghanistan. More at townhall.com. This hour of the Bill Bunkley Show is sponsored in part by EDI Travel. Christ demands first place. There's no room on the throne of your heart for two gods. This is the Bill Bunkley Show on Faith Talk 570 and 910 WTBN. Our rights come from nature and God and not from government. History will record with the greatest astonishment that those who had the most to lose did the least to prevent its happening. Phone lines are open. In Hillsboro, 813-287-5700 or toll-free, 1-877-943-9673. As for me and my house, we've already made a decision. We are going to serve the Lord. And that's a decision that every single person here tonight has to make. You either have to decide that you're going to serve the gods of materialism all around or the true and the living God. And now, the president of the Florida Ethics and Religious Liberties Commission. Here's Bill Bunkley. Welcome back to the 5 o'clock hour of the Bill Bunkley Show. I'm Bill Carl filling in. Mr. Bunkley has what looks to be the flu. Now, I'm not a doctor, so don't hold me to that. But boy, is it going around. Be careful, especially if you're susceptible to that kind of thing. And make sure the hands are washed. You're away from people who have it. And if you have it, do yourself... And, and really all of us kind of a favor, rest up, get better. You don't, you can take a little time off and, uh, and get yourself whole, get yourself well. well. We've got a lot coming up this hour. Coming up next, Bill Bunkley is uh, actually going to share a little bit of a conversation he had. We're going to share Bill Bunkley's conversation with Boaz Shalgi from EDI Travel on the Holy Land. Day four of that experience and what's going to happen if you should happen to go with Bill because he's heading there this summer and it's just going to be a tremendous opportunity to walk through the Holy Land, not just with Bill, who's I mean, that would be kind of a, a bonus in itself. But Boaz, I want to say his fourth or fifth generation Israeli. He was in the uh, the military there. He knows that country and he kind of knows the spots that a lot of the the tours would miss. You know, the guys at the umbrellas that say, if you get lost, follow the red umbrella. Boaz is kind of that on steroids. And so when you go to the Holy Land with Bill Bunkley and EDI Travel, it's going to be a tremendous experience. If you'd like to go with Bill, learn more at letstalkfaith.com. Pop in the keyword Israel and you can go to. Back with more in a minute. Ladies, between career, family, friends, and church, there's barely time to breathe. 
How about we take a break for a night out? Faith Talks Ladies Night Out is coming up Thursday, March 22nd at Bell Shoals Baptist Church in Brandon with Christian comedian Leslie Norris Townsend. Maybe it's just my husband or do, do some, he just hates to wash the clothes, but he loves to wash the car. Laugh out loud with several hundred of your BFFs. Do you know what I do? I put all of his dirty underwear in the rag pile by the car. For our Ladies Expo, featuring shopping, giveaways, desserts, and light hors d'oeuvres, with food trucks on hand ready to satisfy your appetite for fun. Faith Talks Ladies Night Out with Leslie Norris Townsend, Thursday, March 22nd, from 5 to 9 at Bell Shoals Baptist Church. Last year's event sold out, so get your tickets early. Tickets and information at letstalkfaith.com. That's letstalkfaith.com. It doesn't happen every day, and it doesn't happen the same way or at the same time to each of us. But it does happen when we encounter excellence in our journey through life. It might be in a book, a performance, a person we meet, or the satisfaction we feel when we know we've done our best work. For me, those encounters with excellence are echoes of Eden, that time and place when God displayed His excellence through His creation. Sadly, excellence has been diluted and tarnished by sin, but we can still strive to honor God by doing what we do with all of our hearts. This is David Jeremiah encouraging you to get on the road to new life. Discover God's excellence on Route 66. Route 66, driving the word home. Log on to Route66life.com. Start your journey home today. The following contains a toll-free number for individuals looking to lose 30 pounds or more. Please pay attention. If you would like to be among the first to try a weight loss supplement that's proven to help you lose weight, please call the toll-free number at the end of this ad. If you do, you will receive a risk-free trial of an exclusive weight loss aid that does not require a prescription. By enrolling in the 30-day risk-free trial, you'll be able to burn fat more quickly by boosting your metabolic heart rate, allowing you to lose weight in days instead of weeks. Be among the first to call and get your trial risk-free. 1-800-507-7923. Again, if you would like to try a proven weight loss supplement that could help you lose 30 pounds or more without a prescription, you may now call for the risk-free trial. Call Acai Fresh now. 1-800-507-7923. 1-800-507-7923. You may begin calling now. 1-800-507-7923. Weekday mornings at 6. Join Pastor Steve Kreloff for Verse by Verse. You have to keep in mind how utterly repulsive and evil your fleshly desires really are. You have to hate those ungodly desires and see them for the wicked nature that's theirs. Listen to Verse by Verse with Pastor Steve Kreloff, weekday mornings at 6 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN, online at letstalkfaith.com. We're going down.
Hey, we're back. Bill Bunkley here and uh, want to talk a little bit about our upcoming pilgrimage to both uh, Israel and Jordan. Joining me in studio is a very good friend of Mrs. Bunkley, Zach and I. And of course, that's Boaz Shalgi. Uh, who is the owner of EDI Travel. And, uh, boy, I tell you what, I'm just so excited about all the friends that Boaz has made here in the Bay Area. Certainly been a uh, huge supporter of our annual Pastors Appreciation Day for our Faith Talk stations. And uh, today he's uh, here to talk about uh, day number four. If you haven't heard, uh, got a great opportunity for you to take that pilgrimage of a lifetime, the trip of a lifetime, 10 days to Israel and Jordan. It's Bill Bunkley's tour, the pilgrimage there, past, present, and future. If you got a pencil there, mark your calendars for May 31st. We'll be flying out uh, of Tampa that afternoon. We're going to be heading out on uh, United up to Newark. Going to take a nonstop flight from Newark into Tel Aviv, coming back the same way. And I'm also excited because not only are we doing Israel, we're doing Jordan, and we've been able to bring the price in and, and get ready for this all-inclusive. We're talking about tax, tips, transfers, everything. Everything's all-inclusive. Ten days round trip, $3,965. And I tell you, when you get a chance to look at our itinerary, which I invite you to do by going to letstalkfaith.com, letstalkfaith.com, click on the link for uh, Bill Bunkley's pilgrimage. Look at that itinerary. Look how much that we have included. And by the way, my pilgrimages, uh, though we're going to be taking in all the, the 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 customary historical sites important to both the Old and the New Testament, the tour is called Past, Present, and Future because we're going to show you uh, some things and we're going to have some briefings about the geopolitical situation as well. We know that biblical prophecy has a lot to say about what we believe to be uh, eventually armies coming from the north, uh, what's going to be happening in the book of Revelation. Well, you've read about this for years. We're going to take you to the south, going to take you to the north. And when you get a chance to check out this itinerary at letstalkfaith.com and realize we're doing all of that, four and five star hotels, absolutely modern air-conditioned tour buses in Israel. You can uh, post those pictures. You can communicate back and forth. We have Wi-Fi on the buses. Truly incredible price for a truly incredible experience. So go right now to letstalkfaith.com to check out the itinerary. If you'd like to call us, that number is 813-515-1510. That's 813-515-1510. Love to get that information to you. First of all, Boaz, good to have you with us again today, and we're excited about this second year to spend with you. Yeah, I'm excited too, and looking forward to an amazing tour again in Israel. All right. Now, we're picking it up, and by the way, if you missed uh, day number three, uh, you can go ahead and go to our podcast, uh, letstalkfaith.com podcast, and you can have a chance to hear about day number three. But now we're talking about day number four of our trip to Israel. We've actually traveled from Tel Aviv down to the Red Sea. We're staying there in a marvelous four- and five-star hotel uh, there on the northern shores of the Red Sea, northern area. Area, the northern town there. Then we're going to cross over the border from Israel into Jordan, get into another a bus, quite frankly, a Jordanian bus on that side of it. And uh, we're going to be heading to Petra. Now, Petra is just a phenomenal place. Some of you may remember it from, um, I think it's installment number four 
of uh, the Indiana Jones uh, series. But this is the land that was inhabited by the Nabataeans just off the, the famous North Trow, North South uh, trading road that came from Israel all the way up from, from Egypt, I should say, all the way up through Israel, Syria, uh, into modern-day Turkey. What are we going to see when we get to Petra? Oh, Petra is uh, one of the wonders of the world, as you know, Bill. It is so amazing. Uh, first of all, we'll be walking for about 20, 25 minutes in this amazing canyon, and then we'll get to the uh, to the end of the canyon, and right in front of us is this beautiful, amazing shrine that was carved into the rock over there, the red rock, uh, as they call it. And, uh, and that's Petra, as you mentioned. That's a city that was uh, built by the Nabataeans about 2,500 years ago. And to see it intact today is just unbelievable. And to, again, you know, connect that with all the stories uh, of the Bible, the Israelites coming from Egypt, eventually having to go through Edom. This is the land of the Edomites. And then to Moab and then to the Promised Land, it all connects with the same story. So a lot of Bible, but also very impressive to simply see it. Now, I want to just take a moment because not only are you trained as all of the others, um, you know, leading a tour in Israel, the, the, the nation of Israel takes that very serious, very rigorous training for anyone who's going to be a guide. But you've also gone beyond that because not only do you have that training, but you have training as a historian. And uh, one of the 12 tribes, I think you have a, a little bit of a connection to. Tell us about that. Yes, uh, we uh, discovered that a few years ago that we're actually from the tribe of Levi. And that is something that brought so much pride you know, to our family we did not know that for years because when my family was deported uh, in Spain, they changed their name not to be identified as Jewish people as they migrated to the East. But after many years of research, my mom traced it back and realized that we're actually from the tribe of Levi. So we are very proud of that. Mm. And then when we go into Petra and uh, we look at this area, of course, not only is Petra part of uh, ancient history, and I want to bring a little bit something about the, the Magi and the Christmas story, but we also know in Revelation, a lot of scholars believe that when the Israelites, as this prophecy unfolds, many believe that some of the Israelites from uh, Jerusalem will actually flee to Petra for safety. Talk about that. Yep, the, um, what we think we understand from the book of uh, Revelation is that when, when the war will start, many of the Jewish people will flee from the, the mountains, from the Jerusalem area, from Hebron and Bethlehem area, down to, uh, to, uh, to Petra. And um, this is, in a way, a closure to uh, a story that started already thousands of years ago when the Babylonians destroyed Jerusalem and the temple and the priests, some say, took the Ark of the Covenant with them and went the same direction. So it's very interesting. Mm. And know that as you're listening to Boaz here on our program this afternoon, you'll, if you listen to each of our installments, we are uh, talking about a different day of my pilgrimage to Israel and Jordan, and we'll be showcasing uh, one of those each week. You'll hear uh, how knowledgeable Boaz is and realize that with Boaz being with us on our air-conditioned travel bus, uh, available for questions while we're going from point A to point B, 
available for questions when we're at each of these locations. I will tell you that um, to have the opportunity, for, especially for those who have read your Bible year after year after year, and maybe you've never had an opportunity to go to Israel, uh, you, you will just you will understand why we say, everyone says, come to Israel, you'll never be the same again. But I also want to tell you that, for instance, uh, I know there's some folks that with us uh, were on us uh, on last year's pilgrimage for the first time. They also understand that uh, going a second time, once you've sort of gone through the the first overwhelming day after day after day of all of these things that you have witnessed, many people go back for a second tour. Uh, like we're doing uh, here, departing on May 31st, because you can dig a little bit deeper. That's why I wanted to just take a moment right here to tell you that our resource, Boaz Shaggy, who will be with us on this trip, what a tremendous opportunity. Uh, he's very, very helpful and um, to, to those coming for the first time. But for those of you that want to dig deeper and want to ask those questions that you know to ask because you went the first time, this is a, an excellent follow-up trip. So want to remind you right now, if you're by your home or office PC, go to uh, our website, letstalkfaith.com. That's letstalkfaith.com. Right there, you'll see the link. Uh, Click on the link for the Bill Bunkley pilgrimage to both uh, Israel and Jordan. And this is the past, present, and future tour. Right there, you can check out all of the absolutely astounding aspects of our itinerary. It is jam-packed. Four- and five-star hotels, air-conditioned motor coach with Wi-Fi, unbelievable way to come in to experience Israel. Then you can also see what a fantastic price, $3,965. You will be hard-pressed in 2018 to match up the itinerary what we're doing and by the way everything's included tipping taxes entry fees everything's all inclusive and when you quite frankly look at a a lot of wonderful people that are going and providing marvelous opportunities i want to tell you this is uh, so incredibly uh competitive and you know that i keep up with the current events of what's happening in israel so when we get into the some of the geopolitical in addition to all the historical sites you're going to be seeing things that are not seen on a regular trip to israel and jordan and uh, i want to invite you to come along and be with us now as we're wrapping up our segment today on day number four this is uh, the day sunday that um, we're going to be there in Petra, we're also going to be having a chance to see a wadi. Now, first of all, Boaz, tell us what a wadi is, and then why this particular wadi is just is just uh, something to see. Wadi is a dry riverbed, and there's many of them uh, in in the Middle East, but uh, one that is on the scale and size of Wadi Rum is not something you see every day. It's an amazing wadi. And what we can also see over there is the Bedouins, the nomads. That's where they live. And so, you know, to, to, to think how people lived back then, thousands of years ago, we are able to see them today. They're genuine people. They're not coming to perform for us. That's where they live. And if time permits, we may even be able to have a camel ride over there as an option. So that's going to be the last thing we do on the Petra Day before returning back to Eilat. Mm. And what's important is, is that to understand as the Israelites were in the desert for those 40 years, when we're in this region, we want to get out. We want to experience the dryness. We want to experience the temperature. And quite frankly, when you've seen the picture of the Bedouins, you may think that that is something that, uh, you know, uh, went away with modern technology years ago. 
No, 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 no. So we're going to take you into a region to where you're actually going to be able to, to see this. You'll be able to take some photographs from afar, and they are actually living the way they have lived for thousands of years. Now, as we wrap up this segment, uh, talking about day number four, as we come back through our checkpoint there, uh, north of a lot uh, between Jordan and Israel, we're going to get on our motor coach, and uh, we're going to be heading north, and it won't be long before we start seeing the southern end of the Dead Sea. And uh, though we're going to be talking about that in our next segment, I just want to tell you, for many of you, when you see that Dead Sea for the first time and realize you're at the lowest point there on Earth and uh, heading up to our hotel at the Dead Sea, that's pretty phenomenal. I think that's one of the highlight uh, areas to just see by, by bus, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It's beautiful. Driving along the uh, the Jordan Valley, seeing Jordan on one side, Israel on the other side. And like you see, said, at one point we hit the Dead Sea, which is uh, one of the wonders of the world. That, that's, that's amazing. That's a beautiful ride, yeah. Mm. And what's interesting is you're going to see a couple of wonders. You'll see the Dead Sea, and then in our next installment, as we move into day number five, which will be Monday, June the 4th, We'll talk about another wonder, and that is Masada. But if you're just joining us, hey, this is your invitation to join Bill Bunkley, Tony Bunkley, my wife, and Zach Bunkley as we are hosting our 2018 pilgrimage to the Holy Land and Jordan. We're going to be departing on May 31st um, and returning on June the 9th. If you'd like to find out more, you can go to our website, letstalkfaith.com, letstalkfaith.com. Check out the itinerary by checking on the link for the pilgrimage. Realizing that all of this, all-inclusive, airfare and everything, $3,965, phenomenal price. To find out more, call us at 813-515-1510. That's 813-515-1510. Boaz Shalgi, thanks for being with us and look forward to our next conversation about the next day of our trip. Thanks so much for hosting me and looking forward to uh, seeing you again in June. Amen. This is the latest from SRN News. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Historic losses today on Wall Street. The Dow Jones Industrial Average, seeing the biggest loss ever in one single session, down 1,175 points at 24,345. That just about erases the gains for the year so far. The Nasdaq up by 273 points. The slump began on Friday and continued into the new week. The energy companies, banks, and industrial firms taking some of the worst losses. There are concerns in the markets that inflation may be on the rise, along with interest rate hikes by the Federal Reserve. President Trump took his economic message to the greater Cincinnati area today. He toured a manufacturing company there in Blue Ash, Ohio, that gave its 126 workers bonuses of $1,000 apiece. That was all because of the recently passed Republican tax bill. Breaking news and analysis at SRNews.com. Bible Line with Pastor Ralph Yankee Arnold. They don't know the sun. 
They don't know the truth of the gospel, how to be saved. They don't know God loves them. So God manifested it to us. But where does it say in the Bible that God hath commanded the light to shine out of darkness? Bible Line, weekday mornings at 10 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN, online at letstalkfaith.com. You don't have to put up with any malarkey. Self-checkout seems convenient, but the store is the big winner. They save tons of money on labor, but you pay the same price. With Mr. Sparky, if you request an electrician at MrSparkyFlorida.com, we'll knock 40 bucks off the cost of our basic service call. That's right. Request an electrician at MrSparkyFlorida.com, and the service call is only $19. And I understand there's a new jingle. Problems with electric, something's wrong. Click MrSparkyFlorida.com. Uh, yeah, we'll work on that. Are you a responsible person who finds yourself growing deeper and deeper in credit card debt and you're not sure how to fix the problem? Then get ready for a toll-free number that will put you on a path to financial recovery. Trinity Debt Management is a nonprofit organization that will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, put a stop to late fees and over-limit charges, and reduce your interest rates by as much as 60%. You'll save thousands and become debt-free for keeps. It's not a loan. It's a smart way to relieve your stress, meet your obligations, and preserve your self-respect. If your debt has you down, we should talk. Gather up your bills and call this toll-free number for a free, no-obligation debt analysis. 1-800-990-6976. That's 1-800-990-6976. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. Register now for the free CEO Symposium, Tuesday, February 20th, from 1 to 4.30 p.m. at the Carrollwood Country Club in Tampa. Join Christian business leaders and Florida state legislators to discuss actionable strategies to protect our religious liberties. Are you concerned about the challenges to our religious freedoms? At the CEO Symposium, you'll hear from impactful leaders like Interstate Batteries' Norm Miller, Vision America's Rick Scarborough, former Florida Senator Alan Hayes, Dexter Sanders of Reclaiming America for Christ, and John Stemberger of the Florida Family Policy Council. You don't want to miss this opportunity to be informed by national business and ministry leader experts on this fundamental right. Call today to reserve your seat for this free event. Tuesday, February 20th at 7.30 a.m. at the Carrollwood Country Club, Tampa. Write this number down for information and registration. Call 877-634-2279. That's 877-634-2279. 877-634-2279. If you know Alexa, you know she's quick with a joke. It starts with an E, but only has a single letter in it. An envelope. Or an encouraging compliment. You always know how to find that silver lining. But best of all, you can listen to Alexa to listen to us. Welcome to Faith Talk Tampa. Just tell Alexa, enable Faith Talk Tampa skill. And boom, there you go. Welcome to Faith Talk Tampa. On air, online, and using Alexa. Faith Talk 570. I'm Bill Carl. Thanks for listening to Faith Talk, AM 570, AM 910, and FM 102.1, and online at letstalkfaith.com. Thursday, May 4th, 2017, was the National Day of Prayer. And as folks all over the country gathered to lift up our nation, close to a 1,000 met at the a la carte event pavilion in Tampa, Florida, to pray together and to hear from keynote speaker Lee Strobel. 
Lee's classic account of his conversion to Christianity, entitled The Case for Christ, has touched countless lives and was recently made into a major motion picture. His 2016 release, The Case for Grace, won the nonfiction book of the year from the EPCA and is given at the Tampa Bay Prayer Brunch. Here's Lee Strobel's testimony. So when I got this kind invitation to be at this great event today, I thought, what can I talk about that, you know, won't embarrass me? And I thought, you know, I'm going to just, since this is a prayer brunch, since we're talking about the power of prayer, I want to talk about three prayers that changed my life. Because these are three prayers that might change your life as well. And it's a story, my story, that begins in atheism. Because I decided at a rather young age that God does not and cannot exist. I thought that just the idea of an all-powerful, all-loving, all-knowing creator of the universe, come on, it's crazy, wasn't even worth my time to check out. Now, granted, I tend to be a skeptical person. My background's in journalism and law. So you can imagine you put those two things together, what kind of a jerk, that, a skeptic, uh, <laughs> that you get. I was legal editor of the Chicago Tribune newspaper, and we used to pride ourselves on our skepticism. We didn't want to accept anybody's word at face value. We always tried to get at least two sources to confirm a fact before we'd print it in the newspaper. So no kidding, we had a sign in our newsroom that said, if your mother says she loves you, check it out. How do you know? Maybe she's lying. Got any proof? Got any evidence? That's the kind of skepticism we had. And that's okay for journalists to be skeptical. You want that, don't you? But my skepticism bubbled over into cynicism and it cemented me into my atheism. Now, because I had no belief in God, I really lacked a moral framework for my life. Now, I'm not saying that all atheists think this way. I'm just saying this is the way I looked at the world. I was a rational person. So I said, okay, if there is no God, if there is no heaven, if there is no hell, if there is no judgment, if there is no ultimate accountability, then the most logical way to live my life would be as a hedonist, someone who just pursued pleasure. And that's what I did. And so I lived a very immoral and drunken and profane and narcissistic, self-absorbed, really self-destructive kind of life. That's what I lived. What people saw was me winning all these awards for investigative reporting. What they didn't see was me literally drunk in the snow in an alley on Saturday night. I had so much rage inside of me. And if you ask me back then, why? Why the anger? Why the rage? I couldn't have told you, but looking back, I can see what it was. I was always after the perfect high. <laughs> you know, I was... I was always after that ultimate experience of pleasure. But guess what? Everything let me down. Nothing lived up to the hype. So a lot of rage. I remember once Leslie and I got in an argument and our little daughter was there. And I had so much rage, I just blew up. And I reared back and I kicked a hole right through our living room wall. And my wife's crying and our daughter's crying. It's like, that was our life. In fact, I'm going to tell you the ugliest thing about me which is when my little daughter, Allison, was just a toddler. If she was alone in the living room, playing with some toys, some blocks or whatever, and she would hear me come home from work through the front door, her natural reaction was just to gather her toys and go in her room and shut the door. Is she going to be drunk again? Is she going to be yelling and, and screaming and kicking holes in walls? At least it's nice and quiet in here. Friends, that is the ugliest truth about me. 
Leslie was uh, an agnostic. She didn't know what to think about God. And then one day, through the influence of a friend that she met in the movie, her name is Elfie. In real life, it's a woman named Linda. Leslie went on a spiritual journey for several months, went to church with her, checked out Christianity, and then came up to me one day and said, Leah, I made a big decision. I said, what? She said, I've decided to become a follower of Jesus Christ. And I thought, oh, no. You know, as an atheist, this is the worst news, you know. I thought she was going to turn into some holy roller or something. I didn't know. This wasn't part of the deal. Honestly, first word that went through my mind, divorce. I was going to walk out. But I stuck around, and I realized if I'm going to get my wife back, if I'm going to rescue her from this cult of Christianity, then all I had to do was show her, prove to her that Christianity wasn't true, that it's a sham, that it's based on wishful thinking, mythology, make-believe, and then I could win her back, and we could have our life back the way it was. And so I did something that you wouldn't expect an atheist to do, because two things were going on. One was she was changing in positive and winsome ways that attracted me toward the faith, but the more that she lived a godly life, it was like she was holding up a mirror and I was seeing my sin and my corruption and my immorality in sharp focus for the first time. And it made me mad. It made me angry. So there's this push and this pull going on. And so as I began this investigation, I did something you wouldn't think that an atheist would ever do. I prayed the first prayer that made a difference in my life. And you know what I prayed? I said, God, I do not believe you're there. In fact, I am absolutely convinced that you are not. But if you are, I'd like to meet you. I call it the skeptic's prayer. Because I thought, you know, my goal was to disprove it. But I wanted to know the truth. I was going to go in with an open mind, an open heart, let the chips fall where they may. I just thought, in the end, I could disprove this whole thing. But I prayed that first prayer, the skeptic's prayer. And then I began my investigation. And I realized that... Everything revolves around the issue of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Why? Because Jesus, in a variety of different ways, claimed to be the Son of God. Implicitly, explicitly. At one point, he gets up before a group and he says, I and the Father are one. And the word in Greek there for one is not masculine, it's neuter. Which means Jesus was not saying, I and the Father are the same person. He was saying, I and the Father are the same thing. We're one in nature. We're one in essence. And how did the audience understand what he was saying? They picked up stones to kill him because they said, you, you're a mere man, and you are claiming to be God. So Jesus claimed to be the Son of God, but so what? I could claim to be the Son of God. Anybody could claim to be the Son of God. But if Jesus claimed to be the Son of God, died, and then three days later rose from the dead, that's pretty good evidence he's telling the truth, right? That's why the Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 17, if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile. You're still in your sins. This is the ball game. So I thought this is going to be easy. I was a journalist. I saw plenty of dead bodies. I never saw one come back to life. And if I could just prove to Leslie that dead men don't come back to life, I could disprove the resurrection and get her out of this cult. So I spent what ended up to be two years of my life investigating the evidence for the resurrection of Jesus. Let me tell you just in a few words what I found. I'm going to use four words that begin with the letter E to summarize the evidence. The first E stands for the word execution. You have to have a death, right, before you can have a resurrection. 
Well, what I found is there is no dispute among scholars in the field that Jesus died by crucifixion under Pontius Pilate. Just not controversial. Why? Because in the ancient world, we're lucky if we have one or two sources to confirm a fact. And yet, for the death of Jesus, we not only have multiple early first century accounts of this in the documents of the New Testament, we've got five ancient sources outside the Bible confirming and corroborating his death. The evidence is so strong that even the atheist New Testament scholar, Gerd Ludemann, said Jesus' death as a consequence of crucifixion is indisputable. So the first E is for execution. Jesus was dead. The second E stands for early. We have early reports that Jesus rose from the dead. In other words, reports that go right back to the scene of the event. Why is that important? Because I used to think that the resurrection was a legend. And I knew from ancient history that the passage of two generations of time was not even enough for the legend to grow up and wipe out a solid core of historical truth. So it took more than two generations of time for legend to develop and wipe out a solid core of historical truth. But we have preserved for us a report of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, including named eyewitnesses and groups of eyewitnesses that has been dated back by scholars to within months of his death. Within months. This is historical gold. This just rules out the possibility that the resurrection of Jesus is merely a legend. So we have an execution. Jesus was dead. We've got reports of his resurrection so immediate that you can't write them off as saying they're a legend. But then we have a third E, the word empty. We have an empty tomb. The historical record tells us that Jesus' body was placed in the tomb belonging to Joseph of Arimathea. Remember the Jewish council? It's sealed. Matthew tells us it's guarded and yet is discovered empty on the first Easter morning. Now, we could talk the rest of the day about all the historical data that tells us that the tomb was empty. But I'm just going to give you one fact, because to me this is conclusive. And that's this. Even the opponents of Jesus implicitly admitted that the tomb was empty. So everybody's conceding that the tomb was empty, whether they're supporters of Jesus or enemies of Jesus. It just was not an issue. The real issue was how did it get empty? The Romans weren't about to steal the body. They wanted Jesus dead. The religious leaders of the day weren't about to steal the body. They wanted Jesus to stay dead. The disciples weren't about to steal the body. They didn't have the motive. They didn't have the means. And they didn't have the opportunity. I think the best explanation for the tomb being empty is that Jesus physically returned from the dead, especially when we combine it with the fourth word that begins with the letter E, which is the word eyewitnesses. Not only was Jesus' tomb discovered empty, but over a period of time, Jesus is encountered alive by more than 515 people, by skeptics and doubters, as well as believers, by men and women, indoors, outdoors, daytime, nighttime, to groups, to individuals. People talked with them, they touched them, they ate with them. Remember we said in ancient history, we're lucky if we have one or two sources to confirm a fact? Get this. For the conviction of the disciples that they encounter the resurrected Jesus, we have no fewer than nine ancient sources inside and outside the New Testament confirming and corroborating the conviction of the disciples that they encountered the resurrected Jesus. That is an avalanche of historical data. 
Not only that, we have seven ancient sources, six of them outside the New Testament, that tell us that the disciples lived lives of deprivation and suffering as a result of their proclamation that Jesus had risen. Why is that important? Because of all human beings who've ever lived on planet Earth, they were in a position to know for a fact whether this is true or whether it was a lie. They talked to the resurrected Jesus. They ate with him. They touched him. They knew the truth. And knowing the truth, they were willing to suffer for their proclamation that he had risen. They were even willing to die for that proclamation. So I spent two years of my life investigating the minutiae of the evidence for the resurrection of Jesus. And it all came down to a Sunday afternoon. When I looked at all of this evidence, kind of just analyzed it freshly and soaked it in. And and, and then I stepped back and I said, wait a second. In light of the avalanche of evidence that points so powerfully toward the truth of Christianity, I realized it would take more faith for me to maintain my atheism than to become a Christian. I'm just saying. So that's when the scales tipped. And I came to the conclusion, based on the historical data that Jesus not only claimed to be the Son of God, he backed up that claim by returning from the dead. But then I realized that's not enough. It's not enough just to agree with this. Because I looked at John 1.12. It says, but as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, even to those who believe in his name. And I, and I looked at that verse and I realized the key words form an equation of what it means to become a child of God. Believe plus receive equals become. So I said, okay, I believe based on the data that Jesus is the unique son of God. He proved it by returning from the dead. I got it. I get it. I believe it. But then that wasn't enough. I had to receive. Receive what? Receive this free gift of forgiveness and eternal life that Jesus purchased for me on the cross when he died as my substitute to pay for all of my sin. And when I would receive this free gift of his grace, then I would become a child of God. And so that's when I prayed the second prayer that changed my life, a salvation prayer. It's when I got on my knees next to my bed and I poured out a confession of a lifetime of immorality that would absolutely curl your hair. And at that moment, as I confessed that, as I received Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, as I received this free gift of forgiveness and eternal life that he purchased for me on the cross, when I received this free gift of his grace, then I became a child of God. And I remember Leslie as I told her what I had just done, bursting into tears and throwing her arms around my neck and saying, oh, honey, I almost gave up on you a thousand times. She said, when I was a new Christian, I met some women at church and I told them about you. And I said, I don't have any hope for my husband. He is a hard-headed, hard-hearted legal editor of the Chicago Tribune. He will never bend his knee to Jesus Christ. And this one woman put her arm around Leslie's shoulders, kind of pulled her to the side and said, oh, Leslie, no one is beyond hope. And she gave her a verse from the Old Testament, Ezekiel 36, 26, that says, moreover, I will give you a new heart 
And I will put a new spirit within you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And that brings me to the third prayer that changed my life. It was not a prayer I prayed. It was a prayer my wife prayed for two years that I never knew at the time. Every day, behind the scenes, on her knees, praying that verse for me. And can I tell you what happened? Starting on that Sunday afternoon... Now that I had received this free gift of God's grace, and then as I was baptized, and then over time as I became part of a vibrant congregation of believers, as I learned to read the Bible with fresh eyes, as I learned to worship, as I learned to pray, God began to answer her prayers because my values changed, and my character changed, and my morality changed. And my worldview and my attitudes and my priorities and my relationships and my my parenting and my marriage. I mean, all these things over time began to change for the good. So much so that our little daughter, Allison, think about this for a second. Here she was. She was five years old when I came to faith. And all she had known those first five years was a dad who was absent, angry, kicking holes in walls, coming home drunk. That was her whole experience, the first five years of her life. But you know what she did? Starting on that Sunday afternoon, she began to watch. Something's changing with Dad. Something's different with Dad. Something's new with Dad. She never interviewed a scholar, never studied archaeology. She's five years old, but she could observe, she could listen, she could watch. And she did, and it took four or five months until finally she came up to Leslie. You know what she said? I want God to do for me what he's done for daddy. And at age five, my little girl (laughs) prayed that salvation prayer and came to faith in Jesus. And today she's married to a seminary graduate. She's a novelist. She has half a dozen books of fiction that have been published, but they all have the message of Jesus woven into them. Her and her husband together write children's books about God. She is the mother of two of my four precious grandchildren. And we're the best of friends. And same thing with my son. My son saw the difference God was making in his mom and his dad and his sister. And he came to faith at a young age too. But he took an academic route. Got an undergraduate degree in biblical studies. Got a master's degree in philosophy of religion. Got another master's degree in New Testament. And then after many years of research and study at Yale University and at the University of Aberdeen in Scotland... He was awarded his Ph.D. in theology. And now you know what he does? He's a professor at one of the largest seminaries in America, teaching young people about Jesus Christ. And four years ago this week, his wife gave birth to our first grandson, and he named him after his dad. Friends, God rescued our family. He changed our family. He changed my son. He changed my daughter. He changed my wife. He changed me. And now Leslie and I have just celebrated our 44th wedding anniversary together. So that's my story. And those are the the three prayers that changed my life. And so I want to, before I end, I want to go back to that equation from John 1.12. Believe plus receive equals become. And just say, you know, my encouragement to you, you may be here today because a friend brought you and you do not yet believe that Jesus is who he claimed to be. You're not sure. You're full of doubt. You're full of questions. 
If that's you, then I want to encourage you today to pray the skeptic's prayer. Say, God, I don't believe you're there. In fact, I'm sure you're not. But if you are, I'd like to meet you. Pray that prayer and see what God does. If my books are helpful, great. You know, you don't have to buy them. Go to the library. They're free. Or check out the movie, whatever. But you owe it to yourself to investigate answers. Some of you, you know, believe plus receive. Some of you believe, but you've never received. You believe the right stuff about God. You could recite the Apostles' Creed. That's great. You recite the Lord's Prayer. That's great. But there's never really been a point in time where you have prayed the salvation prayer, received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and according to John 1.12, become a child of God. I want to encourage you, before your head hits the pillow tonight, to do what I did, do what so many people in this room have done, it's led to a changed life and a changed eternity. You know, the Bible doesn't want you wondering where you stand with him. 1 John 5, 13 says, These things are written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God in order that you may know that you have eternal life. You don't have to wonder. You don't have to be in a state of ambiguity or confusion. You can know for a fact that you are an adopted son, adopted daughter of the Most High. If you pray that prayer to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And then finally, if you believe and you've received and you've become a child of God, I want to encourage you to pray the kind of prayer Leslie prayed for me. I'm sure you've got people in your life who are spiritually confused like I was, even spiritually hostile like I was. Could you commit to doing what Leslie did and to pray that verse for them? I will give you a new heart. I will put a new spirit within you. I remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. Our model for this is Jesus. Do you know that when you read the New Testament in the original Greek in which it's written, one of the things you notice is that the imperfect tense of the Greek suggests that Jesus did not just say it once, but he kept repeating it all through the torture of the crucifixion. While the nails were being driven through his hands, while the nails were being driven through his feet, he kept praying, he kept praying, God forgive them, Father forgive them, for they know not what they do. He kept praying that prayer for people so spiritually depraved that they were torturing to death the Son of God. In light of that, how can we justify not praying consistently and fervently and expectantly for people in our life who don't know Jesus? So, you know, if you're a follower of Christ, I hope you'll commit to making this the first day of many in which you will commit to praying for those lost friends, those neighbors, those business associates, those students, whoever it is, that they would come to know Jesus personally. Why? Because we all love this nation. And we all know the only way this nation and this world is going to change is one life at a time that is transformed by the power of God. And so as we pray for individuals in our lives, we're praying for our world, we're praying for our nation. We're praying that, that people will be turned from atheists to missionaries. God has the power to do that. He did it in my life. He can do it in many others. And when we reach that tipping point in this country, where we have got a land really uh, possessed by those who fervently love God and love each other, God is going to change this nation and change this world. So as we pray for our nation, as we always should, 
Let's pray for the individuals in it. Let's pray for the people in our world, the people we know, the people we love, that we might see them transformed by God's power. And then we'll give him all of the glory. That was Lee Strobel sharing his testimony of how, as an atheist, he was led to Christ through a two-year investigation of the claims of Christianity. His book, The Case for Christ, is now a major motion picture. We hope his story was an encouragement to you and maybe a tool that you can use to lead someone else to Christ. In the meantime, we're already looking forward to the next Tampa Prayer Brunch, hosted each year by the Tampa Bay National Day of Prayer Council at Pray Tampa Bay. We'd like to thank Lee Strobel for allowing us to broadcast this message, along with our friends Molly Cruz, Camille McWhorter, and Casey Bell Myrick. I'm Bill Carl. To learn more about the Tampa Prayer Brunch, go to tampaprayerbrunch.com and have a great rest of your day. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.